This is Gemara and Pizza Daf Mem, the final Daf of this Mesechta, this month in a plus long journey. And today's learning is as well sponsored as a schos for the new Chassan and Kala, the new couple of Jitsi Boleg and Debbie Carniel, that they should build a Ba'is Nemebi Yisrael. The Shabbat Brachas continues with the celebration of the entire Chabura, the entire Dafyemi family, that we all learn, B'schusam, that they should be able to continue building their marriage on the right foot. And of course, all our Chaydim Shmuel Yisbin and Yafeder Shalem and Yudam and Revei Chaim and Sarshalem Zibin and Yisrael Sarbas they should find their zivag, and like we mentioned a few days ago, let's hope one day we could all very quickly learn for their Sheva Brachas as well. We pick it up on the very bottom of Lamit Testament B, the final mission. Actually, not the final Mishnah, but the final daf of the Mesechta. Let's get going, says the Mishnah. Misha'iya. Well, let's get the highlighter up and rolling one more time. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. I have fruit in a different city. And the people in those cities, that city makes an Eruv for my fruit. I'm sitting here in Yushalayim. And let's say I have a basket of apples out in Tel Aviv. I can't get to Tel Aviv on Shabbos. But the people in Tel Aviv realize that. So the people in Tel Aviv make an Eruv. They make an Eruv. They want to make an Eruv. 2,000 Amis, etc. Be, to be able to bring me the fruit. Okay, I don't know if this is a plausible example. Tel Aviv is probably too far from me, but everyone gets the example. Is that if the people in that city make the Erev, in order to bring to him from his fruits, they're not able to. Of course, this makes a lot of sense because they're not the owner. I'm the owner. The fact that those people in that city, they want to extend their tchum is beautiful, but the, we all know, and we've learned this past few days, that person's items go by his tchum. So those apples, my fruit, goes by my tchum. So the fact that they extend their tchum is not going to help my apples. However, them erev who pay of kamayu. But let's say I made an erev. If I extended my erev and I could get to my apples, then the apples have the same, then your produce has the same status as you. That is the first in the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, a similar application. You invite over guests and you want to send guests home and you want to send them home with food. You're not allowed to give them food. Why not? Because that food goes by your tchum. Unless you were zeicha, unless you have Lest you were Mezaka, you gave it to them on Erev Yantif. A very, very important Rashi here, which speaks out a little bit of a confusing din. Says Rashi, Misha, the top line, Misha Zimen Esla Archim, Mi'ira Cheres, they're from another city. V'yavoyu Esla Ali De'erev, they made an Erev Tchumim to allow themselves to come to you. However, says Rashi, Lo Yolichu La'achar Asuda Monnais B'yadun L'Beisam L'Suda Alayla, cause, unless they were made a Kinyin in the items on Erev Yantif, why? Then they would be able to take it back with them. But if not, of course, someone's items go by him, so they can eat in my house, because once you're within a house, you're within Dalai But to take my food out of the house, they can't do it. They could walk, but they can't take my items out of the house. And Rashi, just to point out one uh, random, a random, but a little bit of a different application based on this Mishnah, is you can't give them a ton on Shabbos. You're not allowed to give a gift. One of the eats is, like it says here in the Mishnah, like Rashi points out, 
you could be mezaka, you could give it to them before Shabbos, and then there's no problem giving it to them on Shabbos because they already are considered owners before Shabbos. Says the Gemara, if someone gives a fruit as a deposit next to his friend, a classical machlekes rabbi Shmuel, whose schom does these peiros go like? We have the peiros which are a pikadain; they are a deposit by someone else. So Rav says, you know, it goes by it goes by the one watching them. It goes by the the person who has it in his rishos. And Shmuel says, no, it goes by the owner. I'm the owner. I give, again. Let's just make a simple case. I own fruit. I give to you to watch it. You're I deposited by you. Says Rav, you're the one that watched it. It's your tchum. Shmuel says, no, it's my fruit. It goes by my tchum. Says the Gemara, what is machlekes? Let's say they're going according to their own reasoning. That if they came with the rishos, if someone brings into his yard and the yard owner, if I bring something into your yard and you give me rishos, then you're chayiv for any damages. Rabbi Yomer, Allah Not yes, except upon himself to actually watch it. Again, you tell me come into my backyard and I come into your backyard and I bring my with me my apples and my apples get ruined. So who is chayiv right now? Says the Tanakam. Well, the mere fact that you let me come into your backyard. Makes you makes you a shimer, and if the item gets ruined, you're chayef. Says Rabbi, no, you have to explicitly accept upon yourself to watch the items. And Rav Huna Amar Rav says, Alachik Divir Chachamim. Rav Paskin like the Chachamim. Ushmol Amar Alachik Rabbi. And Shmuel said, We're going to go like Rabbi. So says the Gemara, Lema Rav Damar Karabon and Ushmol Damar Karabi. So let's say that the Machlik is Rav and Shmuel. The Machlik is Rav and Shmuel, whether it goes by the Mafkid, whether one goes by the one that he, the Mishaf Kidoyatzlai, is the same Machlik, yes. Again, the Rav is going to say like the Rabbanan, that there's automatically, implicitly applied that you accept upon yourself a Shmira. And similarly, when I give you an item, it goes by your Tchum, says Rav. And Shmuel is going to say no. He's going to go with Rabbi, and only if you explicitly say, I'm going to watch your item. And if not, who's the owner? I'm the owner. And therefore, it goes by my Tchum. Says the Gemara, Amr Rav, Rav, says Rav, no. Now we're going to have a classical exchange of the Gemara. We suggested the Machlekes Rav in Shmuel is that Machlekes Rabbi and the Chachavim, and the Gemara is going to say no. Says Rav, I'll tell you, says Rav, I don't have to only go with the Chachamim. I can even agree to Rabbi that you have to explicitly accept upon yourself to watch the item. Says Rabbi, I don't ex- implied that I'm going to watch your item because I let you into my backyard. But in our case, of course, everyone can see a clear differentiation in our cases. In our case, I gave you an item to watch. So says Rav, there's nothing to do with the Rebbe. Rebbe's case is I let you into my backyard. I never said I'm going to watch it. But over here, if I said I'm going to watch your item, it's Epicada, and then of course it's very different. Over there, says Shmuel, a different differentiation. Says Shmuel, you know the differentiation over there is it's good for him, it's good for whom? 
Over time, it's good for a person to make him to read that his act should be where? In the owner of the Baal Chater. When I go into your, your yard, I want my items to be in your Rishos. So then, because if it damages, I don't want to be liable. So when I come into your backyard with my items, I almost like give them away automatically. And that's the reason why over there, we said that it, the Baal Chater is going to be Chayef. But in our case, is not. And the verse says, the Shmuel, there's also a clear differentiation between the two cases. So the Gemara strikes out, trying to prove that Rav and Shmuel's Machlik is Rabbi in the Chachamim, says the Gemara, nothing doing. Ask the Gemara, let's ask a Kasha and a Rav. Again, Rav said it goes by the one who's watching the fruit. It's his feet. We learned in our Mishnah, if you make an Erev, then your fruit goes by you. Says the Gemara, one second. According to Rav, my fruit are in Tel Aviv. Who is Tchum? Who's watching those fruit? Those in Tel Aviv. So what is it up if I make an Erev? Meaning, what did the Mishnah say? My fruit is in another city. Said the Mishnah, if you, if I, the owner, make an Erev, I could get my fruit. One second. According to Rav, when my fruit are somewhere else, who's watching that item? That's someone else. So I can make an Erev. Says the Gemara, Amr Avuna, Amr Be Rav, Kigoyin, Sheikh Lekaren Zavis. And this is going to be the answer right now to all this, all a lot of the questions. The answer is always going to be that your miyachid Karen zavis. That the reason is you gave him a corner to watch. That's the case. Is when. One more, one, excuse me, one more time. The Mishnah is talking about a case where he gave him a specific corner to put the, the items, and therefore he's not watching it. In that case, Rav would agree that it goes by me. When did Rav say, if I give my fruit to you and you're watching it, is when it's, I just gave it to you. It's in your Rishas. So you're watching, it goes by your Tchum. But when the Mishnah said that even though my fruit is in another city, I still have the power, I can make an ear about it, that was in a case where I, my items were put in a special corner. You said put them in a corner, meaning you're not watching it. You're giving me that corner to do what I want with. Tashima, we're gonna have a similar few of the exact same keys back and forth. Tashima, Mishazimi Natsali Archim. Someone who invites guests, the end of the Mishnah. You can't send the home food with them. If you're going to tell me like Rav, it goes by the one that you gave the items to. What is the help giving it by someone else? It's not theirs. What does it mean? Give them the items by someone else? It means as if you give them in a corner, meaning you give them 100% ownership. If you actually give it to them, that's different, two different answers. Hachanami, Kivan, excuse me, Rav Hanan, uh, now we have a bit of a story, excuse me. Four lines into the white lines. Rav Hanan Bar Chanilai, Talabisar, Bever the Dasha. Rav Hanan Bar Chanilai hung his meat over the door bolt uh, before Yantav began. Asli Kamei Ravuna. He came before Ravuna to ask, Is he allowed now take the meat home? Amrlei, Ia Talis, Zil Shakil. Ravuna says, If you hung it, go and take it home. Vienu Talilacha. But if the host, if someone else hung it, then Loy Tishkal, then don't take it. That's how Ravuna answered. It depends who's the one that hung it up. If you hung it, it's yours, but if the person that you're staying by hung it, it's theirs. Ask the Gemara, One second. If he himself hung it, is he allowed to take it home? Why? And Rav said it goes by the one that you put it by. So 
how could Rav Huna tell Rav Chana Bar Chanilai to take it home if he hung it up? What's the difference that you hung it up? It goes by Mishef Gido Yatsloi, which is the owner of the house. Says the Gemara, Shani ever the Dasha Tchmishich like Karen Davis Dami. Again, when you put something over the doorpost, that's as if the owner of the house said, It's yours, it's your Rishos, and therefore you're not giving it to them. Amrle Rav Hillel, the Ravashi. Says Rav Hillel to Ravashi, now we can continue in the last story that we just quoted. What was the second part of Ravuna's answer? That if the host hung it up, then you cannot take it. Says Mara, one second, says Rav Hillel to Ravashi. It goes by any person. So to over here, so why should the meat be able to again be going to any person? Rav Chanina Bar Chani Lashvil to take it home. Amli Ravina Ravashi Vienu Talulei Loi Shakil says Ravina Ravashi. One second, and if the host hung it up, would he not have been able to take it home? Vama Rabbi Chanina Rav Yechonal Lachir Rav Daisa. We paskin like. We bask in like Rav Daisa, that what? That when you have an animal, what's the It goes by wherever it was, even when it comes into his possession, Yantith. So when it hung up for him, it goes by his Rishas. Again, we said in the Mishnah that if I'm for sure going to give you the animal on Yantith, it goes by your Rishas. So to over here, it should be the same thing because he put it up for him. Says the Gemara, Amr Rav Ashi, the Rav Kana, Again, it's like oh, this ping pong game back and forth, and you're going to tell me he's not going to take it home. It goes by the owner. So then, again, it should not go by It should. Again, he should be able to take it home. So again, the Gemara back and forth doesn't understand why Rav Huna did not allow them to take home the meat. And therefore, says the Gemara, you're right, Rav Huna wasn't discussing Tchom. Elishayni Rav Chanabar Chanilai Digavarabo. Betarabish might say, he was very busy learning. And that's what Rav Huna said, do not take the meat hung up by the host because it's something a totally different Allah. It's something that you don't know what it is. You don't know where it came from. You don't know, maybe a raven took it and put back a different piece of meat. You don't know if it's kosher at all. Nothing to do with tzchum. And this is where Avuna was selling to him. If you hung it up, it's If you hung up the item, you know your meat. You have a simon. You're built to take it home. If someone else put it there, you don't know anything. You're busy learning. You're not paying attention. So don't take it home. So what comes out is two fascinating halachas. Is number one with regard to the lachs of Tchum. No shaykhis. Of course, if it's yours, if you hung it up for you, if you knew about it beforehand, all the reasons why it goes by your Tchum, and therefore if Chanina Bar Chanilai would certainly be able to take it home, it would go by his Tchum. The reason over here not is a different halacha, Basish and Salam and Ayin. If you have food and you don't know where it came from, you're not eating it, you have no clue where it came from. So he is telling him, if you hung it up, you made a simon. Great, it's yours, you can take it home. But if you didn't hang it up and you're not paying attention, you have no clue where that meat came from, maybe someone else took it put it back, therefore you cannot take it. Just to point out, of course, when you have something with a simon, when you have something that's sealed, when you have something that looks, whether it's tampered or not, that is enough usually of an answer, definitely bidiyaved, to allow one to eat it, the classical case, you leave a sandwich in a public fridge, you know, if there's no reason someone would take your sandwich and swap it with a different sandwich, then there's no reason to assume that, certainly if it's sealed, etc. But again, that's in the bidiyaved, and the chathila, we always put things in double seals, etc. Says the Mishnah, the final Mishnah, it should be a famous Mishnah, 
Mishnah, we've seen this in the Gemara Shabbos of this Masechta. Ein mashkin v'sheichten as a midbarios. You're not allowed to water. You're not allowed to shecht. Midbarios, range animals. Aval mashkin v'sheichten as a baisais. We let a water and shecht the baisais, the domesticated animals. The Gemara will define. Eloin a baisais. What is a baisais? A domesticated animal. Alanis beir. It comes back and it sleeps in town. Midbarios. What is a range animal? Alanis ba'afar. It sleeps out in the pasture. It doesn't come back home. So if it comes back home, it's domesticated. If it comes back home, it's domesticated. Then you let a shechte, you let a water it. If it doesn't come back home at night, you're not let a shechte. And you're not allowed to water it. Says the Gemara, let's first figure out what is this halacha, shechting and watering your animals. Why do you have to tell me both? Really, of course, it's only talking about shechting it. There's nothing wrong with watering, with giving an animal water to drink. So why did the Mishnah list watering? Says Gemara, you're right. It said watering for a totally different reason. Teach me a different halacha. It's telling you the good way to shecht, giving you some medicine. Good advice, a life hack. You should first water your animals before you shecht it. You know why? Because of the adhesion of the hide, the skin sticks to the body. But if you let the animal drink a lot of water, the skin comes separate from the hide, and after the shechita, it'll be easier to skin and take off the hide. So the Mishnah is teaching you a practical point. Not nothing to do with the halacha. Of course, you can always water an animal, but it's telling you it's better to water the animal before you shecht it, because then it enables you to skin it even better. Taner Abana and it says of rice. Uh, learning and explaining our Mishnah. Six lines to the bottom. Midbarios, what is this range animal? It goes out in the Pesach season, and it grazes in the pasture. It comes back by the first rain. It stays all the way out from Pesach to the first rain. What's domesticated animal? It goes out and grazes outside the Tchum. And it comes back in the Tchum to sleep. That is the first opinion. The difference between domesticated and not is not domesticated. It stays out from Pesach to the first rain. And domesticated comes back to sleep. Rabbi Aymer Elvin says Rabbi no, 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 no. Those are both domesticated. Even if it goes out and comes back by the first rain, even that's domesticated, says Rabbi. Elohim mibar ela, Elohim mibarios. You know what a range animal is? I'll tell you, says Rabbi. For it goes out and eats in the pasture. And it never comes back into the city. It doesn't come back. It doesn't come back. To civilization, neither in the summer nor in the winter, says the Gemara. So, according to that, what's going to come out? According to Rabbi, it's going to come out that the animal's going to be muksa because since the animal never comes back, since the animal never comes back, you're never going to be allowed to use the animal, says the Gemara. One second, umiyasli the Rabbi muksa. Does Rabbi really subscribe to this halacha of muksa? Rabbi asked Rabbi pitzliye tomorrow. Uh, okay, we're going to have to do this. Uh, there we go. Slie tomorrow. If you have these uh these uh the the pits of these uh these dried uh excuse me not the dried figs you have the pitsli tomorrow rashi says that they're not fully ripe. They're not fully Excuse me, I'm having issues over here. One more time. Psliye tomorrow, right? They're not fully ripe dates. The Rav Shimon, Mahu, what's Allah according to Rav Shimon? Amar Lehi responded, Ain Muksal Rav Shimon. There's no Muksa to Rav Shimon as we turn over to my mommy base. What's the only case of Muksa according to Rav Shimon? Only dried figs and raisins. Those are the two cases of Muksa according to Rav Shimon. Now, who is the one that just quoted this memoir? Rabbi. So Rabbi seemingly agrees with Rav Shimon. So why does Rabbi say? 
say that when I have a range animal, that it never comes back home. It's got to be moksa. Seemingly, Rebbe does not subscribe to that shita. So we have a kasha on Rebbe. Rebbe quoted Rav Shimon. But on the other hand, the Gemara just showed that Rebbe seemingly holds that range animals are moksa. Answers the Gemara, Iba Yisema, if you want, he can answer, that these animals, since they never come back, you sent them away, you sent them out, it's like Gregor's and Timukin. We call it You push them away. And that for Rebbe will agree, like Rav Shimon will agree, they're muksa. They're like dried figs, it's like you put out of your mind, that's why they're muksa. Iba Yisema, second tarets, Lidvarov, the Rav Shimon, Kamar, Valelois, Firlei. Rebbe really doesn't hold the muksa. But Rebbe is saying, to the uh, to Rav Shimon. That's how the way to learn of that Raisa. That really he himself does not hold of this the way that he explained to Rav Shimon. But, and he therefore could hold that the animals are Moksa. You just explain to Rav Shimon. He's saying to the Rabbanan, Lididi says, Rabbi, I hold in Moksa. So Rabbi was on the Chachanim. I hold, there's no such thing as Moksa. But you the Chachanim, you hold the Moksa. You should at least admit if the animal goes out on Pesach and it comes back for a few reasons by the first rain, the Baisazim should at least admit to me that that is called domesticated and not Moksa. Why do you say they're Moksa? And the Rabbana respond, those animals, if you send them out and you're sending them out to graze for months and months and they're not going to come back in, they're range animals and they're abundant with all that they are, yes, moksa. And that's this final discussion in Rebbe and the Chachamim with a little bit, uh, taking a little bit of a left turn to finish the Mesechta with this Midbaris and Baisis, the Damascus and these range animals, whether they're moksa or not. And of course, we conclude, we of course have to do a fabulous Chazar of this wonderful Mesechta, all these short Hopefully everyone, I invite everyone to invite a friend from Rosh Hashanah. It's a short Mesechta as well. And Mir uh, as always, we should continue to be able to learn many, many more Mesechtas together. If anyone is still listening, we're going to try to start arranging a Siyam on the all of Ma'id in a few months from now. Please reach out, send an email. I would love to try to coordinate, see how many members of the Chabura we could get together, try to make a beautiful Siyam and Mir at the end of Ma'id in a few months. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov.